thinking i am alive i could have been dead that appreciation aspect comes from when you start appreciating yourself and i'm not beautiful enough i'm not hard working enough i'm not this that doubt will lead for you to just doubt everything that's why the book taught us right um ask believe receive you ask the universe you believe you have it and you say thank you the last part is receive gratitude but we get lost in the asking that's it Welcome to another episode of Live with Bitcoin, where we delve into the human side of Bitcoin by chatting with one Bitcoiner at a time to discover their life stories, personal growth, and challenges throughout the lens of Bitcoin. I'm your host Vivian Chain. Thanks for tuning in. Today, the guest joining us is a self-motivated traveler, couch surfing more than six years. He is a content creator and the Bitcoiner who's behind the Run with Bitcoin project, with the mission to travel 40 countries by using Bitcoin. He's Paco de la India. Paco, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you so much for the invite. Good morning to everyone. <laughs> Thanks for joining. Um, I read your story on your、um, Geyser page, and wow, it's it's what an epic journey. So, could you share a little bit more about yourself?、Uh, how has your past experience in life led you to Bitcoin? Oh wow,、um, I think so. One of the greatest thing that happened to my life was couch surfing. Where I used to host random travelers in my house, and these travelers used to travel like one year, two years, six months, three months, and they used to always tell me about how traveling is good and couchsurfing is mostly like don't trust verify just like Bitcoin, where we have a bit、uh, verification process. If you stay at someone's house, they will give you、um, uh, a review, and that review can be positive or negative. And I started with that community aspect, and I went on traveling for almost like four years. I was supposed to take a sabbatical when I quit my job in 2015, but instead of taking a six-month sabbatical, it went out to be four years. So I really enjoyed the aspect of how life is, how humans are. I really believe humans are kind people,、uh, and、uh, that's what. Took me forward in my next four years of life, figuring out my life, my work, and everything. But coronavirus really knocked out everything. And as at that very moment, I remember my friend. It was in August twenty third, twenty twenty one. It was a full moon night, and my friend gave me a call and he asked me like, "Hey, Paco, do you want to travel the world?" And I was like, "Yeah, I love traveling. Who doesn't want to travel?" And he was like, "But you have to travel using Bitcoin." And I'm like, "What the fuck is Bitcoin now?" Like, he's like, "Here's a and book." And what was this? Yeah,、uh, he's my friend called Parin. He's in India now.、Uh, he runs a company.、Mm-hmm. No, I think so. He quit that company now, but a sane Bitcoiner, I call him. When when did it happen? When did、um, he reach out to you? It was in August 2021. So it was like two years ago, exactly. You can say now. And he gave me this book, and I'm from India. I do not know how is it back with you, but in India we have gold. We love gold. We worship gold. Everybody has gold, like. And there, I the book teaches me that we are no more on the gold standard. And I'm like, how is this possible? And then I slowly start seeing how inflation is affecting. I am 33 years old and I cannot afford a house, and inflation is hitting me too. And I'm like, oh my god, this is insane. This is like. My mind's opened up. I am. I cannot believe what's happening, and I'm like, okay, if Bitcoin really is money, let's use Bitcoin as money. So I'm going to go use my travel skills, travel around, 
and I will use this for my stay, my food, my drinks, my transportation and see how Bitcoin is accepted around the global south because the European and the Canadian and the American countries are privileged. So they are pretty good to go. Uh, but in the global south, we face the problem of inflation. Like, why do we feel the burden? Why can somebody from the States come and enjoy my country beautifully, but I cannot go to that country and enjoy? Now, like, let's start this journey called Run With Bitcoin, uh, which means that I'll be traveling around 40 countries using Bitcoin. And luckily and gratefully, this is country number 34. And yes, humans are kind people. Yes, we are very early in the Bitcoin adoption and I feel Bitcoin is just like a government job. It's a long time to go. It's going to take like 30 years at least for Bitcoin adoption to come. I may be wrong, but this is what I feel on the ground. And it's been an interesting journey, but um, it wouldn't have been possible without the Bitcoin community. As you started off saying, this episode is about uh, there is way more than just the macroeconomics. There are humans of Bitcoin. And I met these humans of Bitcoin and they helped me. My entire journey has been crowdfunded. So this is a great message to anybody who wants to enter into the Bitcoin ecospace. Like if your project has that passion, you are on the right path and people will support you. And if you look back, a lot of projects have just started like that. How you also, you are also into the Bitcoin ecospace and see how you have grown. And yeah, this is a little bit in short about what is run with Bitcoin and what did I do in the past Yeah. That's that's amazing. Um, you mentioned it's there's a there's an obsession with gold in India. Why do you think this is the case? Oh, it is religious purpose. It is very religious, um, and it has been gone from generation to generation. Like my grandfather had gold, my father, me, my I have a little bit of gold, and it is just like because gold does not lose value. Gold is a store of wealth, and that's how it goes on. Like because when there's a wedding in our country. Um, the parents give gold as a gift because they know the gold is very auspicious. Gold is religious and they buy gold. It holds the store value. And now we do not have that in our Indian rupee. We know it's losing value thanks to the inflation. That's why my parents are still very gold, pro-gold and not pro-Bitcoin because they understand gold. And this is how we grew up. And now I understand, yes, it is the right thing. And I really hope people can move to gold standard, but it is tough. How do you verify this now? How can you trust when you have been lied for 50 years since 1971? They have been lying to us. I wasn't even born and this started. So I just feel like, okay, I have a voice. I have an option with Bitcoin. Let me just exercise that option and see how it goes. When you are trying to entrepreneur others in India, do you encounter any um, pushback? Uh, and missed, I, I'm sure you, you do uh, any pushback, any misunderstanding when trying to educate people moving from a gold standard to Bitcoin standard. What are some general reactions? The biggest one is you're an anti-national. Like this is like you're separating <laughs> state and money. And India is turning out to be, a, it's not turning out. It is like thanks to the BRICS, um, China, India, South Africa, Brazil, Russia. Uh, it's a very strong uh, understanding and strong belief that they are a very strong country. So anything that is against the government, that's fired away. And anything they, like India is very digital. Like you can buy a banana. It's like pretty much like China on Google Pay, Phone Pay. You're very like connected. Anything that is digital, you buy your taxi, food, medicines, 
your guide, everything is digital at, in India as we speak. India has the cheapest internet in the world. We pay about $2 for 60 gigs of internet per month. $2, that's nothing. Oh, wow, that's, that is that cheap yeah. India is. And 1.5 billion people. So India is digital. India will adopt CBDC because they love the current government. But Bitcoin is considered as a scam. Bitcoin is just like any other crypto considered as a scam. Um, there have been a lot of scams. When they say there are scammers from Nigeria, Jamaica, I'm like, we also have scammers. Everybody has scammers. There are Nobody is good, you know. It's all a mix. It's like when you buy tomatoes, <laughs> all tomatoes are not good. There will be some rotten tomatoes. So because of that, our image is really tarnished. People have lost a lot of money thanks to the 2017-18 ICO. Now in the 2021, this bull run, we had the NFTs. And other, um, what do you call Celsius projects where you were staking projects, in fact. So, yes, I get pushed back by this. Nobody believes me. Uh, we hosted a Bitcoin conference in India last year. We just had 150 people show up out of 1.5 billion people. We're going to host one this year. We are also targeting the same three, 400 people, not more. So, we are very early. We still, still like I say, if the world needs a bailout, uh, India has enough gold to build them out. We have a lot of gold. It's seriously shocking to see how how few people showed up to a Bitcoin conference with yeah. such a big population. I'm interested to hear your take on why you think where where do you think the biggest gap um, for for the Indian population to accept Bitcoin is it education? Is it people just generally don't understand um, how Bitcoin works, or they? love government so much that anything that's not issued by the government will be naturally hate. I, it's, it's, it's all pretty much connected. If you go back into the 200 years when we had the English colonizers, so anything that comes from abroad is taken as a, with a grain of salt. Um, so this is seen as a foreign concept. Uh, India has been a cash-rich economy. Slowly and gradually, we have moved towards income taxes and digital and everything. So this was a new concept that came in and uh, Bitcoin is pretty much like a religion. Um, it's a word of mouth. Uh, your friend, you go to a church and your friend in the church has said, oh, I bought uh, Shiba Inu and you would trust your friend and buy a Shiba Inu. But you go down to the church and your friend says, I bought Bitcoin, you will end up going buying Bitcoin. Um, but if your friend says, I have been scammed, they go to the temple and they're like, oh, I got scammed. I lost like $5,000, $2,000. Do not trust this. And people have lost it. So it's a word of mouth. And thanks to the uh, media, uh, so you see Mark Twain has said it beautifully. If you don't follow news, you are uninformed. But if you follow news, you are misinformed. So a lot of media has really destroyed everything for us. That's why you see all the big people controlling the medias like Jeff Bezos owns the Washington Post. Elon Musk owns Twitter. Our Indian billionaire, Mukesh Ambani, they own Viacom 18. So media plays a very important role into what's happening, you know, in the censorship and what message goes out to the people. And this is the case. That's why India is very resistant on all of this. India has crypto exchanges. India has all the polygon comes from India. It's one of the layer two Ethereum protocols. And uh, it's great. Uh, but because of what has happened in the past, people are really worried about it. And it's going to take just more than 4, 8, 10, 12 years 
it's going to take a generation it's going to take a lot of generation for people to understand why bitcoin is that strong you share that there's a lot of um trust and love for the government but i'm sure india has experienced very serious inflation in the past few years so how people are rationalizing the inflation where where do they think it come from oh this inflation has been given a very good sign they say inflation is good in our country because people are making money um everybody wants that 10% profit 10% salary hike 10% people joining their company 10% people feeling good everybody likes that 10% you know that 10% thing has been seen and because of that that 10% has fallen down into the price hikes also but we forget to see the country is on a country so big and it has become such a superpower that what we see that 10% is we who are the upper middle class or the middle class or the higher class we enjoy that 10% because we have investments but the common man does not have investments the common man just has savings and the person is feeling the burn of it and it is growing that's why india has moved forward and it in pretty much 26 to 27 countries it is using indian rupee as a trading currency this is what's happening in my country now so they are like the china china has started this beautifully done across africa i saw and south america that they ha- they have all the seaports airports and roadways and i see people will be using the chinese digital chinese yuan pretty easily pretty fast and this is the same strategy what india is doing with the neighboring countries and they are pushing for people to use the indian rupee instead of us dollar to do some trade and this is the way of countering the inflation as of now i'm sure they would be printing more money and sure they would want to move away from dollars but it's going to be a slow and gradual process they say by the end of this year there would be a currency a common currency that is with the brics nation to be launched right i've i've heard that too um is this narrative working that there's 10% it's 10% better or people just simply don't have a choice people don't have a choice think about it if you have money you have a voice if you have a voice you can lobby the way you want to do and the 10% choice makes good because think about it since ever since we have been growing up all we have been told is to get more 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 <clears throat> and we just go behind the more how does the more come the more comes by the 10% hike yeah. you sold 500000 dollars of electronic goods next year you're going to sell 1 million you bought uh, a car next year you're going to buy two cars you did this you you are in school it starts from school you get 6 6 on 10 next year you're going to get 7 on 10 it's always been about that more and more and more and we have been sold this concept that inflation is a good thing because that's how the prices keep rising up but as we see inflation looked good because our parents had strong money a uh, hard money the money was really strong that's why our parents were able to bear children and take grow their children but now look at us we don't even have children we are just busy fighting the inflation uh, our parents could have one job and raise three children now we have three jobs and we can't raise one child um so this narrative has really gotten us out of the place that's why when bitcoin came with this option of deflation and deflation would be good i am really excited and I, I, if you own bitcoin you feel the deflation before you were paying 0.01 bitcoin now you're paying 0.05 bitcoin so it is positive but it's going to take time we will take a generation there's going to be 
war, there's going to be hunger, there's going to be poverty, people are going to be fighting for it. And then they will come down to see the light and they'll be like, okay, we need the hard money. We need Bitcoin for our job. We don't want any other shit coin or any other money. Yeah, we're definitely in the path of leading, leading to hope. So um, it's, it's definitely the way to go. Um, I wanted to talk about your, your personal experience because I remember watching the first video when you were when you decided to start one with Bitcoin and you were moving out of your apartment and I remember you were taking out um, papers from paper from your whiteboard and you, you sh share it and you said it's, it's basically you recorded every single day, like how many uh, YouTube followers you got um, each day and then you recorded um, how long you've run on a daily basis. So it's really, I was particularly touched in that moment because I, because it's day in and day out of work. So my question here is, tell us the secret of showing up every day. How do you keep grinding through rain and shine? <laughs> um, um, the most uh, easiest thing a person can do is get up in the morning. Because you get up in the morning and you'll be either hungry or you won't go to the toilet. Uh, once you get up in the morning, it's your choice how you pick up the day. Um, I believe that we humans were born to run. Uh, we humans used to run for two things. One is for food, we were hungry, or two from fear. We were scared of something that's coming. Uh, so I picked that thing personally in my life and I used to get up in the morning and go for my morning runs. Like people, um, um, people ask why running, why not gym, why not this yoga, uh, why not swimming? And I say anything is okay for you. Uh, because uh, people talk about meditation, but what is meditation? Meditation is simply breathing. Uh, running is breathing, cooking is breathing, painting is breathing, swimming is breathing, having sex is breathing, uh, reading is breathing. So it's all about breathing. And this is your me time. So I found really peace with myself in running. And I really wanted to push myself to be able to move my body every single day because all we are moving now is our thumbs. And our, we are just watching and we are just digitally sitting on our laptops and not even moving our body. So this made led me to go forward and to track myself every day as to how I am doing because I'm not staying with my parents. I'm not going to the school. I, I don't have a job. Uh, who is uh, responsible for me? That's me. So I'm like, all right, let's do a self-discipline check. And you need to love what you're doing before you do anything. So if you start doing this every day, you will start start your day by a check mark. You'll be like, all right, I ran today. All right, I did yoga today. You'll be happy. Oh, I made my bed today. And you would feel good. This gives a good start to the day. And the whole day goes good. And I used to track all of these things because I had a lot of time on me. Um, now, two years later, I'm here in Trinidad and Tobago talking to you. I run like four times a week now, not even seven times. Now you see, from zero to seven was a process. Now you can see I started lagging from seven to four. If I did not run the seven days, I would not be able to run the four days now. And this is what's happening. And I really advise everybody to please move your body. I heard somebody last night. He says, you shouldn't move your body. You should protect your body. And I say, no, you should use your body so that when you die, you have used your body. You do not want to go in a well-preserved way. Use your body. And 
this will affect everything you do in your day-to-day -day life anything and it all will add you time it will give you that clear headspace and the magic of everything is manifestation um, it, the word has been misused so many times when people don't get it and it is simple what you ask you receive um, we humans doubt ourselves a lot so when I run I talk to the universe or I talk to myself and I just say myself what I want when I say I want to travel 40 countries when I started these 40 countries I did not have money I started with $200 and now I'm here two years later telling you the same thing so basically I did get the money I did get to travel I did this how did this happen my parents did not give me this. God did not come and tell me. It was me asking and doing, asking and doing. So it really is all connected in this world. Just like your hand, all five fingers are different. Fat, small. But when you eat, all the fingers come together. This is life. So have a mix in your life and start. It's no problem wherever you do. It's all about the movement and breathing. Like I've been doing this for myself and I've done it for different scenarios. And what I realized is that the trick for manifestation to work is not necessarily wanting it enough. It's actually about considering it done. Because if you consider it done, then it actually give you the strengths. It, it wake up the strengths that you already have to actually pursue it. And you think that this is somewhere I would, I'm, I'm meant to be it's done. Like I'm already there. Now I just need to get there. So you don't doubt yourself. You don't think about, oh, I have this difficulty, this hardship in front of me. And then you just either you walk there or your where your um, bike there or take a plane there. But the, the face of you will eventually get there will actually get there, will actually get you there. Um, so I'm so glad that you mentioned this because I'm sure that this is what a lot of people are realizing. And I think the, the movement of Bitcoin itself is a form of manifestation is all of us showing up every single day, huddling, educating and living our lives in the best forms that we possibly can to manifest for the future of Bitcoin and even more so humanity. And then you have another piece of paper stick on your wall saying everything happened for a reason. And um, I've questioned, I've personally, I believe this as well. And several people have questioned me to be idealistic with this view. So I want to hear your take on um, how, how does this fundamentally serve you? Um, why do you believe that everything happens for a reason? <laughs> everything happens for a reason is just for one simple thing because you cannot change the past. <laughs> if it's done, it's done. It's happened to you because it's supposed to happen to you. Uh, you say, you say, hey, Lord, give me the courage to withstand the storms. And the Lord gives you the courage and that's how you become strong. It, the, the Lord does not give you simple, weak options. It gives you strong options. And uh, when you look at it every day, those papers that you put it out on your wall, um, you can write anything there, anything you want to do. And uh, you create an energy, you attract what you want in your life. And when you do all of that things, basically what you have done, you have made a temple around yourself. And you have started worshipping yourself. We do not worship ourselves anymore. We doubt ourselves. We look outside for inspiration. We just look at other people. We don't look at ourselves. That's why when we stand in front of the mirror, we are practically there for a reason and we leave. Because we can't look at ourselves. So once we start this process of 
manifesting and being and start loving yourself you outgrow yourself you make yourself into this great human being that is loved by everyone because you love yourself and you don't doubt yourself you don't question yourself in school people used to doubt you in your work people used to doubt you your parents used to doubt you your friends your boyfriend your girlfriend everybody doubts you and you start thinking like i am not good enough so i started just loving myself in this process i started worshiping myself and yes i am not god but i am the son of the god right why do you think the son of the god will be getting bad treatment it will all happen good like your parents do not expect anything bad for you similarly the god wouldn't expect anything bad from you everything good will happen to you hence i say this and yes out of the 7 billion people we are the lucky people who are blessed enough to talk philosophy now there are a majority of people who do not have money these people cannot do and i believe that is their karma i believe there is something that needs to be paid back and we are in here this life paying back to it's like a two way street karma that goes around comes around goes around comes around it's all the way like that and i think so it's everybody's personal journey that way and you can do that too uh you need to start it's going to be a process there is there's a very simple book called the secret by ronda bryans it's a nice book and if you like that book there's a book called the alchemist uh by paulo coelho so these two books are easy enough do not try to change the sun and the moon do not try to change the people just try to change you to be you just be yourself be the batman of your life <laughs> yeah um i read the alchemist and there's one thing in that one concept in that book that particularly stuck with me it was talking about the beginner's luck like why people have beginner's luck at all and it's basically it's saying that it's the universe way to tell you that you're on the right path to give you a little bit of sweetness when you're just getting started to keep you going and i found that so interesting um and uh you're right like you're it's 100% like people right now i've i've met unfortunately i've met very few people that actually like themselves that's such a shame um so what you're saying is 100% true that we should start we should always seek from within um no matter what the situation is no matter where we are and what kind of world that we're living in how chaotic it might be it all start from within and uh, i 100% agree with that so besides positivity manifestation self love what are some other guiding principles of yours that has supported your life journey so far and have kind of supported your decision making process i mean uh, as of now i've started attracting money i used to say money is just a means to meet the end but bitcoin just made me realize if i don't get money in my life i won't have a family i want to have a family i love myself so you need to understand um that the um you yes the work is important what you're loving but if you don't make money so there are like if you are working but you're not making money you will tire yourself all right but if you're making money and you do not like your work you'll exhaust yourself so it's like a balance yeah. and this balance will lead you to a place in life called the creation and consumption our parents are so happy because they did work when they worked they got rewarded it's called creation they contributed something and only after contributing something to this mother earth they are consuming 
but the generation that's coming now is not working is just consuming it is just like all right my father's money my wealth fund i am blessed and privileged and everything people do not know how to do maths people do not know when we talk about education education people forget the most important thing people do not know how to do maths so in this life there will be hundreds of people that will inspire you but it's always one percent inspiration and 99 percent perspiration so whatever inspires you do it but 99 percent you have to work from yourself from your heart nobody is going to come and help you you are not three years old six years old ten years old that uh, your parents will help you and you have to remember this when you grow old like i'm 33 34 in about two weeks from now it's my karma that i have to take care of my parents you need to have this in your life very clearly because your parents took care of you when you couldn't walk they cleaned your shit they fed you and now it is you who has to pay back if you don't pay back then the next life you will have a shitty life uh these are some things like i can go on talking philosophy on all these things because i feel personally uh energetically connected to as you said we are on the right path the beginner's luck when i got that 200 dollars when i started that was the beginner's luck but that 200 dollars took me two years of my life here sharing something important with the people in the global south that bitcoin is future but i also see that in the eye of the people that they don't care about bitcoin they want to put food on the table for their children yeah it's not it's not about bitcoin to that point yeah yeah and you're like you cannot teach ethics to an empty stomach we are here because we are not when we were born my father told me beautifully this when we were born we were hungry naked and crying right now we are full we are not naked and we are smiling we have come a long way we need to appreciate and be grateful in this part of the world because there are other people who aren't grateful they just complain and if you just start complaining now you you would just walk away there's a reason that's most of the most of the reasons that relationships break out because people stop appreciating there is no more appreciation left in our life we are all the time complaining complaining asking asking we, we go to god you go to a church you go to a uh, temple all you're going and doing with the god in your is you're just asking asking give me this give me that give me this give me that but i'm like hey i've given you so much you're alive dude you're my hands are working my feet is working my body is working i am alive i could have been dead i've had like four instances in my journey in zimbabwe i met with an accident in central africa republic i met with an accident in johannesburg i was mugged i was like in cuba scared from my... i was like hey shit can go down but i'm alive like what am i complaining about my pa- i my parents are alive so that appreciation aspect comes from when you start appreciating yourself and i'm not beautiful enough i'm not hard working enough i'm not this that doubt will lead for you to just doubt everything that's why the book taught us right um ask believe receive you ask the universe you believe you have it and you say thank you the last part is receive gratitude but we get lost in the asking that's it there's no belief left in ourselves we don't believe ourselves we believe the other person the other people like hey i believe in you what about myself yeah for sure it all starts from from within and you've for sure lived a very unconventional life with 
a lot of with so many intentional life choices. Because what I see right now with a lot of people is that they don't go through life making their own decisions. Just like what you said, they're they're not three years old, five years old, ten years old anymore. And for some reason, they get pushed into these life situations that they never really stopped and think about why I'm in this place in the first place. And uh, and you're on the opposite side. You've made a lot of unconventional life choices and intentional life choices um, that you've obviously given thought of what you wanted in the first place and um, come with those it's a lot of uncertainty and you've worked many jobs in various countries under different conditions so what is your view on uncertainties in general in life um, the biggest two businesses in this world is religion and insurance both of them work on uncertainty uh, because the fear they call it the business of fear, the fear of unknown. And um, we, if there is fear, there is life. Um, I did all of these things because I love doing it, because I believe, you get the point, I believe there are kind people in the world. So when I head out, I head out with this intention in my mind, like I'm going to meet good people. But when I reached Haiti, I'm going to give you something. I reached Haiti. The lady next to me on the plane was like, you're going to get kidnapped. And I was like, shit. I reached my hostel. They said, do not take the bus. They will shoot you. And I started thinking these things in my mind. And I left the country in four days. And guess what? On the first night outside my hostel, I heard shootings. I heard my bus getting, ra uh, not attacked, but like I was scared for my life in the bus ride. So it attacks you. <laughs> like you start thinking you're a product of your environment if you are in a refugee camp you will think like other refugees if you are in the silicon valley you will think like silicon valley people like bitcoiners are crazy people i call them they're fanatics if you are with bitcoiners you will talk like fanatics that's why sometimes you need to see where you are what is your product of environment you need to have some normie people in your life you need to have those people if you do not have you'll go crazy like i am at a point in my life where i am thinking should i continue with bitcoin or should i just stay humble stack sats work on the side because this is a crazy zone you just stop because it never stops it feels like bitcoiners are the saviors of the world you say fix the money fix the world you fix money you fix everything but more than fix the money how about yourself where are you doing? What are you doing for all of these things? A lot I met, I met a bunch of Bitcoiners who aren't, aren't happy with themselves. Um, one of them really broke my heart was, I, he, he was dropping me home and he was like, I'm going to take my life. And I was like, why? He's like, I'm unhappy with this. I'm unhappy with that. And I was like, if you do that, then you have not done justice to bitcoin bitcoin gave you that time bitcoin gave you that freedom saying your money is safe go make your life go do good for other people but here you are just going to take your life that is like cheating bitcoin please don't do that and i'm grateful it's been a year now and he's there but there are people who are messed up and i, I was in puerto rico now puerto rico in usa and i just saw over five thousand crypto millionaires are there and these are new people money. They new money with new people. These are like random people who did not expect to become millionaires. And they are all millionaires now. But what are they doing with that money and time? Only time will tell. 
we get we can get swayed away in this entire ecosystem because if you have not seen if you are just making five hundred dollars a month and suddenly you just have one million dollars, you are just like, what the fuck should I do now? Right. Yeah. And it it can affect you. So yeah. Yeah. And it depends on the mindset. Money can be noise or money can be signal, right?、Um, like everything, everything else. In a time of uncertainty, how do you ground yourself? How do you, in a time of uncertainty, find your priorities and stick to your goals? I mean, um, um. Yeah, when they teach you meditation, they teach you meditation by looking at a point. They say, "All right, you see that point behind me? I'll be just looking at that AC behind me. That's the focus." So whenever my line, mind gets distracted because our mind is like a monkey, you look at that.、Um, when I started my journey, I was like, "Why am I doing this? Why?" Then comes how. Then comes what. In this entire process, the what can be millions of things. I can be doing a podcast. I can be doing vlogs. I can be doing anything. I can be standing in outside the church and shouting like "Buy Bitcoin." That's what. How? In a different ways. Anyways, okay. You might have a way. I might have a way. We can figure that out. But the why stays in center. Why? So anytime that I am lost in my journey, I come back to why I am doing this. And I'm doing this just so that we can spread this message across to 40 countries that Bitcoin is used as money in your country. So when there is fear, when there is problem, when there is any of these things, one I keep running to clear my head because if I do not clear my head, I will cloud my head with lot of doubts and problems. And I, my mind is my king. My mind knows what I like, what I don't like, but I have my heart. Which I use the feeling. Remember, there's a gut feeling. He says, "You meet someone beautiful, you like that person, but you do not have words, and you're just like, 'But I have this gut feeling, you know, I like this, I like.' And you, you go with your gut. All the sports athletes are using their guts. They're using their instincts. And I use a lot of my gut feeling to do what I'm doing right now. And in terms of uncertainty, that why brings me back, like I'm. Like a monkey, right? Your mind is like you're there, distracted. But if I'm just focusing there, I'm back. I'm like, all right, back to my basics. Every day is not a jolly good day for you, but you're alive. Tonight, if the life is, it's something I say.、Um, you can censor this if you want. Is like when life fucks you, all you can do is open your legs and say, "Good luck." Today is your day, but tomorrow is my day. So that's what you do because everything is not beautiful, right? It's like up and down, up and down, up and down. Just like our Bitcoin price, up and down, up and down, up and down. When they put an ECG monitor on your heart rate to check your heart rate, it's up and down, up and down, up and down. That means you are alive. If it was a straight line, you were dead. So you need to be very okay with what is happening to you in your life right now because it's teaching you for you for your future. And it's all happening for a reason. So it all just goes on, and so you will have uncertainty. And be grateful that you have uncertainty, because that just makes you stronger. That's so true. Because、yeah. time, it's not a linear thing. A lot of people kind of, a lot of people make plans, and they say, "Oh, what what I will be doing in in two years, five years, ten years." And for me, that's a question that I can never really answer because it's. In in that, they're they're framing the question as if time is linear. And for me, it's it's not. And oftentimes, I see how how I view the present moment is actually 
the collection of the past, the present, and the future, and you experience every moment from the perspective of right now. You're the future of your the past for for you. Right now, you're you're experiencing the past of the future you. And I try to remind myself that it's not. It's all interconnected, and it's not separate lives. And it's me who are actively creating my life in the future, just like my past was actively actively creating the life that I'm living right now. And I try to be always try to be mindful of that, to be a bit more intentional, be a bit more active on going after the things that I do want and avoid the things that I don't, because otherwise it's easy to. Let go of things and lose focus and lose intention. And like you said, our our intuition is our superpower. And、uh, you've definitely you've certainly made me feel a lot better about trust my gut feelings too much. <laughs> There's no such thing. You are a great person. Everything happens right, and you are an inspiration. I look up to you for one reason is because you are the person who flipped it. People say I'm going to flip Bitcoin, and they can't flip it. But you flipped your life. It was the drive, like. And now you start off with this podcasting. I'm really happy to be part of your fifth episode. Now I'm honored because you are a person who is a doer, and that's why I'm, I'm talking to you. I'll tell you, I get a lot of messages. I get a lot of people who send me random. They go to ChatGPT and then they type these messages and they send this fancy message like, "Please be part of my podcast." And then I see this, but you are a person that like I'm happy talking to you. I'm literally because you are a person who has. Done it, and you are an inspiration for what's going to come around. You did not look back. You will not. You will withstand all the storms, and you will move forward. So, you are a great example for whoever is listening to you. People should look up to you, and people should learn from you too. You know what you are doing, and you listen to your gut feeling. That's why you're here. So, kudos to you. Thanks a lot, Paco. The pleasure. The pleasure is all mine. I'm very honored to have connected with you, and thanks a lot for. Coming here,、um, I have to say it's very therapeutic just to talk to you <laughs> for some reason,、um, and I'm very much loving、uh, what you're, you're what you're saying. So let's shifting gears and talk about more on your run with Bitcoin project. So running and Bitcoin are two important aspects of your life. Do you see any commonalities between running and Bitcoin? Yeah, yeah, definitely. You you run your body, so your body is healthy, and you run your node, so you support the network. You need both of these running important. If you are not running your node, you are not helping the network. If you are not running your body, you are not helping yourself.、Um, our youth is just as I repeat this. I would say our youth is just sitting behind computer screens and phone screens and using their thumbs and fingers. And then they say, "I have a neck problem. I have a health problem. I have a cholesterol problem. I have this problem." Hell yeah, you are not fucking using your body. Your body is like a machine. Your machine needs to be oiled when you move your body. The machine is oiled. Otherwise, you get rusted, and you, we all know the rust is the reason, and iron is the reason iron kills itself. The rust it comes from within yourself, and running your Bitcoin node is very important because you believe in Bitcoin. It is like I believe in church, but I don't go to church. Okay, great. I believe in Bitcoin and I don't run my node. Okay, great. Then what are you doing? Then what is your contribution? How are you learning more about it? Because it's like a rabbit hole. Yes, hodling is good enough, but at least. Protect yourself. You will protect your family and children in your house, but why will not? Why won't you protect the Bitcoin node? It just makes it more decentralized. We know this. In like next ten, twenty years, they will come for all of us because we were the propagators of Bitcoin. 
But by the time the people come for us and they take us away, we, it's our duty to make Bitcoin more decentralized so that when they take, it, take us away, there is already a voice that cannot be stopped. And for someone who go solo travel to 40 countries in one go, what goes in your backpack? Oh, <laughs> very <laughs> basics. I have like five of these, very, five or six of these Bitcoin t-shirts. I have one jeans, one pant, four shorts, two black t-shirts because the black t-shirts you need to wear in the airport. You do not want to show people that you're, you're a Bitcoin, Bitcoin guy. You'll have big trouble because the immigration can have problem with you. Yeah. I have an electronic bag with all the chargers, a medicine bag, a sleeping bag, or just in case, um, a jacket because you might feel cold on the planes or you enter into a cold country. And what else is there? Socks. Towel, mm, my hardware wallet, just in case to show people what is hardware wallet, some Bitcoin stickers, uh, a pair of flip-flops and one shoe, that's it, nothing much. Uh, my entire weight of my bag would be somewhere around 13 kgs or 14 kgs. A laptop bag, in my laptop bag I will have my basic laptop chargers, my drone, my GoPro camera. Nothing much, I'm very simple and that way I can live out of a backpack, but I'm kind of tired. I would love to have my own wardrobe where I can have like six pairs of shoes. I love shoes where I can have uh, my extra clothes. I'm tired of wearing Bitcoin clothes because um, Bitcoin is it's fun when it is $30,000, but when Bitcoin becomes $250,000, uh-uh, I won't be wearing a Bitcoin t-shirt. I'm just telling you. Uh -uh. <laughs> so yeah, that's all from my backpack. Yeah, that makes sense. That's here. Here it is. This is your minimalistic trade secret of traveling 40 countries. You actually don't need that much stuff, it seems like. Yep, you don't need much, man. You just need, don't need much at all because you, you'll be tired of carrying this with you because when you're opening and closing your backpack on a every three, four days, like you'll get tired, you'll get exhausted. See, you travel to escape your life but most of the people go to travel for three days five days seven days and then they, when they come back they're like oh i'm so tired i'm like fuck yeah you will be tired because you left your comfort zone and by the time you were in the new zone and you were getting comfortable you just left and you were all the time planning about oh i should do this i should do that i should do this i should do that and you forget to enjoy the moment you start living in the future and you forget that there is this something called present and yeah, people get tired. So be minimalistic. And like uh, my friend, there's a friend called Joe Nakamoto. He taught me this beautifully. He's like, the number of hours for your flight should be the number of days you should stay in that country. So if you go minimum, right? So if you take a six hour flight, okay, you can take six days, seven days. If you take a 10 hour flight, take a 10 day, 11 day. If you take a 15 hour flight, 15 days to the minimum. That way you'll be able to happily enjoy it. You visited many countries where some of them had more of a top-down Bitcoin um, adoption approach, like El Salvador, and some other countries are um, adopting Bitcoin through the grassroots approach, despite of the tricky regulatory environment. So, what are the uh, what are some of the pros and cons you see with these two approaches from your observation? Ah, oh, man, Top to Down Gantry is doing that thing. I think so. It is important because uh, uh, the people up in the government or uh, legislations, they need to know, they need to learn because they are the people who are in the power. That is very important. Uh, I really ap appreciate what Gantry is doing. Thank you, Samson Mao and team. Uh, but I also appreciate the bottom to, da uh, bottom to top approach, which is being done by El Salvador, Costa Rica, Brazil, South Africa, Philippines, because what happens is when the top to down is happening, 
the bottom to top is meeting. We are like, oh, we have already done a small experiment with people down here and it is working very positively. People have grown, people are getting money, the economy is growing and what is happening. So it's like it meets both together, you know. Bitcoin is such a great eco space where anything you do right now is magical. It's like exploration of the space. When you take your rockets and go up to the moon and you're finding what is happening out there. And this is the same thing as it's in Bitcoin right now. Anything you do right now is beautiful and everything has a a beautiful impact on the ecosystem and this is how we are growing together and we need to keep pushing more bottom to top approach because uh, bottom to top approach is very important because of one thing it is us the people who choose the government it is us the people that give the power to the government and from there the, we give them the power we tell them like hey this is good for us let us use this Rather than using top to down because the government will always say, please use my CBDC, please use my rupee or please use my fiat currency. So it's a both approach is good, but more of this bottom to top would be more appreciative. And out of the countries you've visited so far, uh, where has the most Bitcoiners? Are there any countries that you have that have um, surprisingly more Bitcoiners than you've guessed or other way around? Costa Rica is for a bunch of them have moved around. It's like a citadel right now. Most of the people have moved over to Costa Rica. Uh, Puerto Rico is another citadel where people are moving away. But Puerto Rico is more just more for tax benefits. I just still feel Puerto Rico is just like the true man show. But I think so, yeah. Costa Rica is good. El Salvador obviously is the number one priority for all the Bitcoiners now. Over, over one, two, three thousand Bitcoiners have moved there. I do not know the number. And and yeah, so that's the thing. And I feel like uh, um, Philippines would be good to see because Philippines is another island country and that's going to be beautiful. Where are you most bullish in terms of nation state adoption um, that is currently underrated within the Bitcoin community? Or on the other side, what countries do you see the most difficulties to adopt a top-down approach? Uh, definitely the islands. I'm so sorry for Jamaica. They will have their Jamdex coin coming in. Um, I, I think so. The, the 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 Chinese influence has been so strong. We would be seeing mostly bricks just going towards the CBDC because for once this is the flipping of the power, and I would see South Africa just flipping towards their CBDC, uh, India flipping through their CBDC. These are the countries. That, see, when I say India and China, that is three billion people, and that's a lot of people. And 3 billion people and Russia is 200 million people. Brazil is 200 million people. That's like half the world's population. Uh, but of all my travels, I see African countries will be using the Chinese yuan. So that's what I see. Man. So uh, these are the countries. That's very simple. There's no other way. Because when you have so much debt, how do you pay the debt? You pay the debt in the way the person wants this debt. So you pay them in the Chinese yuan, digital yuan, or you pay them in the digital BRICS country. Like that is, it's obviously there. You cannot hide it. You cannot run away from there. So that's happening. We're, we're still very early. So I bet you talk to a lot of no-coiners around the world throughout your journey. When you try to teach them about Bitcoin or let them in um, on the fundamentals of Bitcoin, what typically gets people interested in Bitcoin? Um, that our, our, our government is printing the money. Brrr. And then I ask them to see the paper money they have in their hand to see which year that was printed. And then they're surprised to see that it was printed in 2022, 2020, 2018, 2016. And then they start thinking like, oh shit, they are printing money. 
and once they get into that understanding and then they understand why they cannot afford a job like they why they can't afford a house they can't afford a family they start understanding like oh my god this is really a flawed system only the rich and the privileged are lucky enough and they keep getting rich that's why you hardly hear stories of oh um this guy got lucky but that's one in a thousand one in a 10000 so yeah <laughs> So that's the one thing when they understand it's the brrr, the printing going on. And from your encounters with both Bitcoiners and no coiners around the world, if you were to talk to Bitcoin companies out there on the step they should take to bridge the gap to encourage more Bitcoin adoption, what would that be? Oh, to increase the Bitcoin adoption, you need to teach people maths. Step one. I know you want to teach them education, but give them maths, and you need to have some people starting a circular economy. You need to be supportive of the circular economies. These circular economies didn't exist three years before and from now. It is very new concept, and every time people are coming new. So any company that is looking to do anything in the Bitcoin ecosystem needs to support these economies. That is the way you will have eight hundred languages. There are over ten thousand languages in Africa. You cannot teach Bitcoin in ten thousand languages, but you can understand the culture of their people by meeting their people and supporting what's happening on ground. because this is something that is called the magic internet money and it is digital nobody can see it and you're telling this people to use something that is digital <laughs> that is very hilarious you know like people will not if you don't see it people don't believe it but god we believe right so it's a long it's a process huh? it's not very easy to get them going but some one bitcoiner just told me beautifully he's like we don't care about the poor people we do not care about the people who are uneducated let them suffer is the price they have to pay so if you have that mindset then you're pretty good to go in the bitcoin ecosystem and you can end up having teaching the people who are wealthy because the money is with the 1% of the world and the money will stay with the 1% of the world and you are good to go you don't need to worry about why the common man is not getting the money you just take care of the people who understand it as of now let's say 5 million people have bitcoin we can if another 5 million people buy bitcoin bitcoin price doubles and who has the money that's 5 million people so if we just think about that aspect if you're thinking as to what is your reach whom do you want to impact if you want to impact the ground level it's going to take 5 10 15 years i feel so i may be wrong here but it takes time it takes time for people to understand therefore them to catch a bull run and so on and so forth it's not that easy yeah give time to the culture you've had some very scary encounters during your travel you've got you've got mocked you've um had various situations um can you share with us one of them that you were challenged by authority or something that's just very scary uh i was uh i was i was crossing the border from dr congo to south sudan and the immigration officer down there uh, stopped me he checked my bag and he found my drone and my camera and he asked me he's like do you have a permission for this and i'm like no i don't have permission he's like you have to pay me 500 dollars then and i'm like i don't have money he's like you have money and he started checking my bag and he found like 15 dollars change i had and uh, he was like you're hiding your money you're hiding your money in your pants i was naked in front of the cops in dr congo while they were looking for money and they didn't find any money and i understood i'm like fuck yeah you cannot take my bitcoin <laughs> you do not know what my bitcoin is and you cannot take it 
same one more thing again this thing happened in dr congo only i was wanted to convert my 100 dollars to the local congolese francs and the guy was like we will not accept your 100 dollar bill i was like why he was like because your 100 dollar bill is printed in 2009 and i'm like so what it's like we only accept the dollar bills that are printed in 2013 and i was like jesus lord that is not good my bitcoin doesn't expire i'm happy but your dollar bill expires so these are two instances one the the, the mugging one is very simple i was in johannesburg downtown i was walking with three four other travelers and the guy jumped on me I, he choked me when he choked me i lost my breath he took my money, he took my phone, and he left. And I, I got up, my dad gathered my breath, and I ran for my life. I'm like, let's go home. I reached home, I did a tweet using my laptop, and uh, the Bitcoin community got me a new phone in two hours. I had a new phone. That's how strong the Bitcoin community is. This is how they appreciate the proof of work. So crazy things have happened. Universe has saved me. Zimbabwe, I met with an accident as I entered. My bus flipped like three, four times. And I'm alive. So I guess I have a purpose to fulfill in this world. That's why I'm alive. And these are just instances that are part of your travel story. Like Kenya, they stole my phone, but I bought a phone on Bitcoin. So yes, something bad happened, but something good also happened. Somebody took something from me, but I got something also. So the good and bad is part of the life. This is why it's called Yin Yang. Uh, up, down, plus, minus, black, white. We need the mix of both of this to make it beautiful. Just imagine just eating your food only with salt and no spices. So it won't be fun. That's why we make the curry in India and we make the good food, delicious food and we enjoy our food because it's a mix of everything. So here are some, some stories for you. So.